This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're pleased to have Stacy Terrell and Lori Yarger here from the Custer County Kids Council. Stacy is the coordinator, and Lori is the community outreach coordinator. Ladies, welcome to the program. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you, Gary. Now, for both of you, just to get started, what's your backstory? How did you get here? What did you do before you arrived? Stacy? Well, I lived in Houston for many years, and I was in pharmaceutical sales. I decided to move home to New Mexico, where I'm originally from, to be closer to family. And shortly after I moved back home, I learned we were expecting our son, a wonderful surprise. And so about a month before he was born, I moved up here to Westcliff, and I will actually have been here for about 10 years now. Great. And Lori, how about you? How did you find this place? Well, I was up in Seattle. I went to grad school up at the University of Washington, and I was up there for about 12 years, and I had a little boy. And my family lives in Cotopaxi. They've been here about 15 years. And so we wanted to be closer to family and get out of the city. So we moved here in 2019. Great. Now, how did you both get involved with the Custer County Kids Council? Well, I first learned about the Kids Council when my son started preschool. And I was very excited and grateful to hear about that organization starting because the first couple of years with him were challenging just from the the need of family resources and supports. So was very excited to learn about that. And then when he started kindergarten, I saw an advertisement in the paper for the coordinator's position. So I inquired and interviewed and it kind of came to full circle. I was really excited about it and passionate about it and still am because I know the need for our families here in our community and the the programs and the resources that the council has um, offered and continue to offer. And I've been in their shoes. The other thing is that I've really enjoyed and found it challenging to now be in government and nonprofit work after being in corporate America and the for-profit industry for many, many years. Okay. Lori, how about you? When I moved to Cotopaxi, my son and I would go to the playgroup at the library and That was supported by the Kids Council and the library. So I started going there, and I was working at the library, and I saw a position available for the Kids Council, and my background's in education and children. And it's been a great experience to learn the backing of early childhood and work with the community at large and families and programs and agencies. Good. I'm always curious how people find the various 501c3s because there is a lot of opportunity in town, a lot of worthy organizations. So, Stacy, not everyone knows about the Custer County Kids Council. What was the catalyst for getting it started in the first place? What's its mission? The council was originally founded in response to a recognition that healthcare opportunities for children, for our children and families, was was pretty limited here locally. So the High Mountain Hay Fever Bluegrass Festival Committee recognized that and the Children's Health Fund was started. And then through the work of the Children's Health Fund, they started trying to expand that. And when they would go after grant funding, realized or were asked, do you guys have an early childhood council? So that group started doing more research about what an early childhood council would look like. 
and contacted the state and neighboring counties about getting that started. So in 2017, Custer County Kids Council was officially started on October 1st, and our name was changed from the uh, Early Childhood Council of Custer County to Custer County Kids Council, and we've been going strong ever since. Our mission really is to help support families with children between the ages of prenatal to age eight um, and make sure that they just have all the resources they need to be prepared for a healthy, successful life. Good. And Lori, what would you say the value to the community is for the Kids Council? Well, the goal for our council, and as most early childhood councils, is to provide a lasting foundation in our community. So it's through partnerships with community agencies and programs, and we work to improve quality early childhood education. And we have three main focuses, the first one being early learning and development, and then health and well-being, and lastly, family support and education. And our aim is to provide every child in our community with the best start in life while supporting their families and caregivers. And as Stacy said, we start prenatally. And there's several organizations in town that deal with children's. The Children's Health Fund is a grantor. They give away money and have a grant process. But what's the role of the Kids Council? You're a funder, you do projects, you're more of a coordinator? Yes, our role as an early childhood council is to work closely with local agencies to provide quality care and support, but we are not a funding source. Um, We coordinate and then agencies, businesses, organizations, and provide programming, support, professional development. Great. Now for both of you, what are some of the successes that you've seen? As you look back, a few things that you say, oh, we, we did that right. Sure. Well, I would say the most recent one, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in detail later, is expanding child access to child care here in Custer County. But I would say overall, um, outside of some of the programs that Lori will list, it's been the continued collaboration with our different agencies and partners in town, as well as regionally, and just the continued recognition of Custer County Kids Council and that people know that we're here, that just word of mouth trying to make sure that people realize and remember that Custer County Kids Council is here. And then I'll let Lori expand on some of the more specific programs that we've started. Yeah, we have done a lot. One thing we did this year is we worked with the American Red Cross to certify 10 young adults as babysitter trainers in pediatric first aid and CPR. We provided a parent's day out for families in December, which is four hours of free childcare for them to go do last-minute shopping or just have four hours to get their needs met. We are working with the Early Learning Center, so the Child Care Center and the preschool at the school for ongoing lessons and classroom support. We team with the school for their family fun nights. We've worked with the public health for the Breastfeeding Coalition and get that up and going. We've done a lot of partnerships with the public library, so the Westchester County Library. Our current project with them is called Growing Together, And that is weekly on Wednesdays from 9.30 to 10. And it's various theme sessions for children zero to five and their caregivers. So we've done poetry. We're doing books and buddies right now. We have yoga, cooking, art. So, yeah. That is quite the list. Let me ask about the coordinating group that you work with. Most organizations around town have a board or some kind of organizing body And they tend to get whoever they can find. (laughs) But yours, you need certain agencies and that sort of thing. How does that work? That's correct, Gary. We, because we are funded through 
the state, part of our funding comes through the Colorado Department of Early Childhood. They have requirements that are in statute or in law with some of our partner agencies. So we have a list of members that we try to get from that particular list of seven. For example, public health, our Department of Human Resources. But we have currently about 18 uh, members, and they focus wildly on anywhere from education, health and well-being, mental health support, early intervention, anyone that really from an individual standpoint or a agency that has programs, resources, support for families, again, from prenatal to age eight. We do have a steering committee that's part of our bylaws. That's basically the equivalent of our board, the chair and a vice chair, et cetera. And then our uh, members are signed MOUs and their partner members, and then that become part of the kids council. Good. On June 10th, right around the corner as we air this, you've got an event coming up. Uh, what's that all, all about? When is it? What are, what are the basics of that? Yeah, we are very excited about It is our fourth annual Custer County Kids Council Family Fun Day, as you said, Saturday, June 10th, and it's from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Memorial Park, and that's the park in Westcliff with the playground. It is a community-wide event for everyone, so everyone is welcome. We want everyone to show up. We have over 15 partnering agencies, organizations, and businesses joining us with games, crafts, slip and slides, bounce houses. We have face painters, characterists, balloon artists, live music, free food, and free raffle. So it's sure just to be a great time for the whole community. So everybody's invited, it sounds like. Yes. Stacy, you and I talked maybe three years ago, maybe even more. Let's follow up on a couple of those things. The Kids Council received significant funds in the COVID-19 relief funds to help out families and members of the community. How did that play out? Thanks for asking, Gary, because that was fantastic. It was great. The Kids Council ended up being kind of the lead organization that applied for those funds. It was through United Way Denver, Mile High United Way, I believe. And it was not only just for families with children from newborn to age eight, but it was just for community needs at at large. So we were able to help with utility bills, meals, food donations, baby formula, wipes. We even helped the assisted living center here in Custer County. And then lastly, that we were really excited about was to help the school ultimately open a child care center on campus through a modular building. So it really had a lasting impact for our community at large. And the Kids Council was just very excited and grateful to kind of help be the lead agency to get those funds out to our community that needed it coming out of the pandemic. Uh, That sounds good. Stacy, you mentioned child care. Uh, several folks on this program have mentioned child care. There's a lot of people thinking about it. What else? Absolutely. Well, child care coming out of the pandemic, I think was highlighted that it was a necessary infrastructure to kind of keep our community going. If that's a silver lining that came out of the pandemic, I'm, I'm excited about that. Like I mentioned earlier, the school was able to open a child care center on campus. They temporarily opened a center at a church in the fall of 2021. And then on site, they opened in December of 2022 with a preschool age classroom with 10 slots, a toddler age classroom with eight slots, and soon an infant age classroom with five slots. And we're really, really trying to help our home providers. We have two home providers here in the county 
One of them will be retiring on September 1st, and there is absolutely a need for additional family home providers. So while we're excited about the center opening at the school, we realize that there still is a need for family home providers. So we have support and resources to help interested parties in opening a home provider. That sounds good. Uh, Lori, let let me ask about dental health. I know that the uh, Children's Health Fund shares your interest in uh, dental health for kids. Yes. And through the generous funding of the High Mountain Hay Fever Children's Health Fund this year and our partnership with Public Health, we are able to provide three free dental care checks to any child under the age of three with caregiver or parent uh, education. But it's a program called Cavity Free at Three, and it provides screening, oral examinations, fluoride treatment, if they choose, and parent resources. We had the first screening in April, April 28th, and our next one is on September 22nd at Public Health. Good. Thanks for that. So ladies, are there other county agencies with whom you've not partnered that might have potential? I would say yes, Gary. Um, Our community has a wealth of knowledge and so many great organizations providing services to all members, people and animals um, in our valley. And we are excited to join the uh, Wet Mountain Valley Community Foundation on June 11th, actually, at Rancher's Roost for their nonprofit and volunteer event. And we're hoping to meet more local programs that we haven't been able to partner with yet. Good. I'm glad you mentioned that uh, last week on the program, uh, Kathy Snow was talking about that event on the 11th. And under full disclosure, I am on the board of the Community Foundation. So how can folks in the community best connect with your organization? Well, we now have an office in town. We are located at the Wellness Center, which is 500 Rosita Street in Westcliff, and we're in Suite 2. They can certainly drop by our office. You can reach us at cckcinfo at gmail.com. The phone number to our office is 719-783-2074. We are also on Facebook under Custer County Kids Council, but we would encourage anybody to reach out to us in person by email or give us a phone call, and we'd be happy to connect and try and connect you with the services or programs you're looking for, as well as be open to any ideas that somebody might have to continue to make Custer County Kids Council even better. Lori, one more time, remind us of the event this weekend. Sure, Gary. This weekend on June 10th, Saturday, June 10th, is our fourth annual Custer County Kids Council Family Fun Day at Memorial Park. Stop by. It will be a great time. And that's uh, 10 to 1. 10 to 1. Yes, Gary. And give me three things that are going to happen there. Music, fun games, and free food. Excellent. Ladies, thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Gary. Thank you, Gary. We've been visiting with Stacy Terrell, coordinator of the Custer County Kids Council, and Lori Yarger, who is the community outreach coordinator of that organization. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 